0: Beep a beep a beep beep, beep a beep a beep a beep. Go Bayside, beep a beep a beep beep, beep a beep a beep a beep. Go Bayside, beep a beep a beep a beep, beep a beep a beep beep. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second episode of Go Bayside, the Save by the Bell podcast, where I, April Richardson. Invite a guest over to my apartment and we watch an episode of Saved by the Bell and then immediately dissect it for you. And this is the second episode, and I am trying to go in order of the DVDs, which I will actually say, well, first of all, my guest my guest today is stand up comedian, founder and overlord of the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, TV writer, all around cool dude, Andy Wood. <laughs>
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm honored to be on the second episode. This is a big thrill.
0: Oh, yeah. Also, you know, he's an ex-boyfriend who still answers the phone when I call. So it makes it easy, right? Um, okay, so this... I, I am going to go in order of the DVDs, although interestingly, I will say, after... I've watched these DVD box sets like a million times, and they actually aren't in order in the way, like, once you get to where they have a summer job, there are episodes where it'll be like two episodes that they're at their summer job, then an episode that they're back at school, then back to the summer job. Which isn't how
1: they would have aired them. It's just Yeah, it must not have been. But
0: I'm going to go in... So, yeah, this is number two. This is an episode called The Lisa Card. And the original air date was August 28th, 1989. And as I feel like it's going to be the tradition, because a guest takes notes, I'm going to let you go ahead and summarize what we just saw.
1: All right. So this episode starts with Zach addressing the camera, uh, saying that everyone just got the report cards, which is strange for the second episode... Of a like, show sure. about, about a kid, kids in school. Well, we don't know.
0: We don't know where it started off in this okay, semester. that's fair. Okay.
1: Yeah, so everyone gets report cards, and everyone's hanging out at the max, and uh, everyone files in behind Zach, and he explains what they got in their report cards and what gifts they got. So, uh, what's Elizabeth Burke? Jesse Spannell got straight A's, so she got... Um, she got what did she get? I don't ice cream or something. No, Lisa? Kelly
0: got ice cream. Kelly got ice cream. That was the thing. Was, they were like, Kelly's parents got her an ice cream cone, and they're fourteen. They're not four. <laughs> they're so they're yeah, she school. got an ice cream cone um, for her good report card.
1: And then uh, Lisa evidently did well enough that her dad just gave her the credit card and said, "Go to the mall, go crazy."
0: He did. He did not say, say go, go crazy, crazy okay. but he gave her the credit the card. Credit card. Yeah, and was like, go buy yourself something nice at the mall, which I I remember watching this when I was a kid and always being fascinated by that because I didn't know anybody who did... I also... How do you use your parents' credit card without... How do you sign for it? Maybe it's just, I grew up with divorce. My parents have a different last name than I do. So this is a scenario that never would have happened because they never would have been like, oh, you're clearly the daughter of this person.
1: Yeah, I never got to use my parents either. But I think there was a time. I think, yeah, in the, in the late 80s, it was probably still not that crazy in a pre 9-11 world. Exactly.
0: <laughs> you could use anyone's credit card without question.
1: Yeah, I think it was, there was some kind of understanding. I, I've heard stories about people with alcoholic parents getting to like buy booze for their parents in the car or something. Or,
0: right. Uh, oh wow. Okay. Okay. I yeah. So anyway, Lee, so for her report card, her dad gives her. So uh,
1: he, he gets the she gets the ability to go use the credit card, and the kids are all eaten at the max. They don't. Lisa's not there, and they're waiting to see what she got at the mall. And then uh, what's the I guess oh, Max. Oh, the, the Max at the, max. the
0: magician who runs the diner oh no but also you setting it up is great because it is it did make it sound as if yeah everybody's there talking about their report cards and they're like lisa's off buying her outfits and every all of her friends are like and eagerly anticipating her <laughs> yeah, clothes which who cares like nobody yeah so they're all like the dudes, too. Like, I can't wait to see what she wears. Yeah, I didn't notice that. And, and also, yeah.
1: they're setting up, I don't know if this is the first episode that set up the fact that, like, Jesse is a, a crazy feminazi and that Lisa and okay. Screech have a.
0: Bite your tongue.
1: <laughs>
0: Bite your tongue.
1: But, uh, so Screech is. Jesse is
0: a progressive she's liberal. A progressive woman of the late 80s. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, actually, it, well, this is the second ever episode of this incarnation, like, after Good Morning, Miss Bliss. So. I I don't know you I think in the first episode she probably does say a few things but in this one in particular that yeah she says like babes chicks like don't call them that foxes yeah
1: foxy mama yeah so Screech Screech is not as progressive as Jesse would like him to be and uh, Screech has or no I'm sorry. Slater is not as AC is not as progressive as Jesse would like. How to How could
0: you possibly get Slater and Screech I confused?
1: Did, I just haven't watched it in a little while. Okay, so then uh, Actually, everyone's anticipating Lisa. We got to get through this, right? Okay. okay, okay then Lisa pops out of uh, just so much to say a tray that Max slides along. So this this magi- this guy he runs a diner. He's, he's also- a
0: magician slash diner owner. Yeah,
1: and sometimes like one can get in the way of the other. and No one seems to mind. So right. he wheels out this tray. Lisa pops out wearing like a. a Lime green um, I ensemble, don't know you, ensemble with some big shoulder pads. It's like
0: a a vet, like a jacket and a lime green jacket, lime green shorts. And yeah, he wheels out as if he's wheeling out their order, and she comes out she of. She comes the out. Thing. With, yeah.
1: By the way, I think this entire first season was sponsored by pleats. <laughs> by, big, big pleat was She'd funding
0: the ble- big pleat industry. Yeah.
1: So she pops out, and she reveals uh, that she bought a Her lot heavily of pleated clothes. shorts. She's got a lot of stuff. And she lists off everything while Screech adds it all up in his calculator watch. It turns out
0: she spent almost $400 on right. that credit card. Which, looking at the outfit, you're like, really? Because it's terrible. Like, <laughs> it's it's wow. all there on the screen. Yeah. So uh,
1: she starts to get worried. Um, and you, I, At this point, I'm already wondering. Like, this is only the second episode of the season, of, this, of the whole series, and it's already like, a very unimportant, like if this is going to be the conflict that's resolved, it's like teaching high schoolers about the responsible use of credit is where this seems like it's going.
0: I I think that that's a pretty solid
1: message. For the second episode ever, this whole thing. Are they immediately supposed
0: to jump to like drug addiction? I don't
1: understand what you're saying. I'm saying it's just so specific and it's about this minor character and about her. Anyway, so she spent a lot of money and she didn't really realize it was that much money. And then uh, she starts to worry about what's going to happen when her dad finds out. And then we cut to a dream sequence.
0: Oh, yeah. And the, the dream. Oh, yeah. And it is, again, just with like the fuzzy pink screen. Like it's the cheapest FX ever.
1: They had some dry ice smoke coming out of the closet. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, but it is. It's, it's like, what is my dad going to do? And then, yeah, it's a dream sequence where she tells her dad and her dad flips By out. the
1: way, her dad, who is an affluent black doctor who wears a lot of sweaters. <laughs> In no way at all, ripping off any other thing that oh, was very popular in the 1980s. Um, and I think he's played by Walter Payton. I'm not totally ah. sure. But uh, so yeah, so in this dream sequence, he, she reveals that uh, she spent $400 on his credit card and he flips out, and calls her the worst daughter ever. Yeah. And she has a dream inside a dream where she dreams oh, of my herself. Oh Inception Yeah, shit. she dreams of herself as, That's the, worst, right. as the worst daughter ever. And the picture of that is just there's a lot of wigs in these first two, well, episodes. yeah he
0: says, you're the daughter you're a father's worst nightmare, and they cut to her, and she's just a punk.
1: She's like a Joan jet type,
0: yeah, she's yeah. just wearing a leather jacket you know, and has like spiky hair. father's worst nightmare, uh, yeah, I'm like, wow, <laughs> so me as a teenager is is a father's worst nightmare, not cool, say by the bell. teased hair is the worst case scenario. Um,
1: so then she, uh, has everybody over to her house because she's worried about this and what she, what's she going to do? How is she going to take care of this before her dad finds out? And, um, no one knows what to do, but luckily Zach has a shirt underneath his shirt that has a big Z on it. So he, he's got a tear away button down shirt. He pops that open as a big Z. He's like, I'll take care of it.
0: He's like, it's a. He said, "This is a job for Zach Man. do not you is a get job it right? For
1: Zach man. Don't misquote him, please." So he's always wearing another shirt underneath any given shirt. That he's has Zach Man. He's case. always prepared.
0: Yeah, and then his his first plan, the next day at school, is to well, it's essentially a kissing booth. Well it's it's he's he has but a bunch it's a of these raffle, he's a bunch it's like of raffle, raffle tickets. tickets
1: he's selling. You don't know what for. Yeah. And then we cut to a classroom uh where there's this teacher who's teach it's I guess it's like a biology zoology it's an animal thing uh,
0: yeah I think it's just supposed to be just like science class
1: just generic science class but she's like way too hung up on animal
0: sex yeah <laughs> like, like making animal sex noises and stuff that's what the but whole thing is, is you should, about. they yeah. show Zach selling dudes tickets right and so you're like okay rap they're like raffle style tickets but then in the middle of class Lisa screams because a dude kisses her on the cheek and then so that's what it is is he's selling tickets to he's, kiss her he's selling
1: tickets to but think of how he's selling tickets to attempted sexual assault he's yeah, selling okay. rape tickets because okay. it's not like she's doing a kissing booth
0: right he is, she has no sold- knowledge of yeah. this let's really break this down she has no knowledge of it so you're correct it's like total yeah. crazy sexual harassment no consent but there's also no need for tickets whatsoever he's not calling anybody's number he's not like number 69 your turn he's not calling any numbers so tickets are unnecessary yeah. And also a waste of money. He had to go buy those tickets, so that's a waste of an investment. You're cutting your like cut your overhead there.
1: Well, you gotta you gotta spend little to get a little. You gotta prime, <laughs> you gotta prime the prime the economic. Pump. But you just you gotta, don't need
0: the tickets. That's and just then, called
1: capital. That's called that's that's just like a good right, investment. But it's unnecessary in, in this. And,
0: and then also the dudes kissing her are all just kissing her on the cheek. So they're just getting... You can do that for free in the hallway if you want to be a creep. Like, you're not getting anything for your money. They're not getting Frenched. They're not even getting any lip contact. It's just they run up, kiss her on the cheek, and run away. And that's what they paid for the privilege to do.
1: So it's like she is... So Zach is ostensibly doing this to help her, to raise money for her, but didn't get her in on it enough to say like hey is it cool if these guys come up and sexually assault you yeah
0: exactly she's like I'm
1: gonna take care of this you're not gonna know how but suddenly you're gonna be assaulted and then I'm gonna have a little whiteboard where I'm writing down the amount of money you're making right, so, so she he just to turned him. her out he just yeah. basically turned her out <laughs> so Zach man so Zach man's a pimp
0: in every way straight up pimp. in every conceivable way yeah his pimp game is strong yeah cause she turns to him like Zach what the fuck and he's just like holds up the board with the money on it the, uh, the figure on it, and she's like, okay, then I guess.
1: And that makes it, that would be okay, except I've seen enough documentaries about pimping to know you don't pay <laughs> he, the he host. Pimp you don't, strong. you don't give him any of the money. You don't pay
0: the host.
1: You don't. I've seen, who is that, like, uh, did, what was Players that documentary? Ball hosted
0: by Ice T. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Bishop Don Magic Juan. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't give them any of the money. He takes yeah. care well, of Well,
0: uh, clearly before this episode aired, Zach read Iceberg Slim's book, right? <laughs> took some notes and applied it to his high school life. Okay, so and yeah, it's strange
1: that it's all set to this oversexed teacher who's just getting really hot and heavy, hot and bothered about like animal reproduction. Like, she's, yeah, she's she's not the teacher trying to keep it civil and trying to be like, okay, guys, we have to talk about this. Let's be adults about it. She's the one furthering
0: it along. Yeah, she is really talking about like animals humping. Okay, so that's the first, but that's the first plan though. That's the first plan to make money is the kit selling kisses without Lisa's knowledge. But you're you're almost forgetting
1: about your favorite part of the episode when during this class, uh, Mr. Belding comes on over the PA. Oh
0: shit. (laughs) Yeah. He comes on over the PA to, well, this is again, this is the gun on the mantle that's going to go off. (laughs) Because he comes in over on the PA to say, hey, everybody, just remember that there's a clothing drive coming up, so bring your clothes for the clothing drive to donate them free donations. What does that have to do with anything that's
1: happened so far? And then announces,
0: also, by the way, we're about to have an earthquake drill. And then he does a spot on Elvis Presley (laughs) impression. He
1: gets down on one knee holding the uh, PA mic and does like a- What does he
0: do? Just go ahead and do it.
1: No one's gonna see it. He does like the windmill. What do you call that? I yeah, don't know. he does
0: he gets on one knee, does the whole Elvis thing and he's like, Hey, students, I'm the principal, I'm the boss, and I'm telling you this in a student in a principal y way, and then is like, Yes, we have an earthquake drill, because there'll be a whole lot of shaking <laughs> going on you know, like a professional school employee would do. Right, right. And then they do the drill,
1: and uh this is the second is this only the second time we've had some uh <laughs> very high quality special effects in this episode oh
0: yeah were they free? yeah because it's Screech cha- Screech of course everyone bought like gets... 500 kiss tickets right everyone I gets mean, under tickets the tickets to kiss tickets. Lisa that sounds like you bought tickets to a kiss show 500 like <laughs> tickets, tickets in yeah. order to, get, to kiss Lisa
1: So then during this earthquake drill, everyone's under their desks and there's just this ridiculous, uh, you know, like Keystone Cops, Benny Hill style jump cut thing where people are popping up from desk to desk.
0: Yeah, it's Lisa and Screech popping up because he's like chasing her around the room.
1: Yeah. So that happened. Um, And then I guess the next scene is just the guys out in the hallway in that area where all the lockers are.
0: Okay, this is what I really... This is actually... It's really great that you're on for this episode because prior to comedy, you have an electrical engineering background. <laughs> yes. And this is what I wanted to talk to you about. You do. For those of you listening, Andy T. Wood went to an Ivy League university and he got a degree in electrical engineering. He's not a dumb dude. So that's why I'm glad you're here because... <laughs> so after this happened... Okay. Zach's number two plan is to sell Lisa's clothes. And this involves somehow rigging every locker in the entire school to be able to open at the touch of a button from a remote control. And I would like to know if you could give me some expert (laughs) opinion on exactly how much work that would take, how much expertise. I mean, these are 14-year-old kids, and you were led to believe that Screech single-handedly wired this, like maneuvered this so... because. It is. At the touch of a button on a remote control, every locker opens and in each locker are clothes, Lisa's clothes are hanging the there. The bigger
1: issue is that they rendered everyone's lockers useless because every locker is full of Lisa's clothes that yeah. have been perfectly laid out <laughs> so as to upholster the inside of each locker right. and the inside of each and locker door. They
0: also are meaning, like the co- the combinations are, mean. The lo- there's no privacy in Bayside High School because yeah. the locks are, are obviously meaningless. All their possessions... You know what I'm saying? Like it's an honor system at Bayside. Yeah,
1: <laughs> these are trustworthy kids; they have nothing to hide.
0: But if you, as an electrical engineer, what kind of work was involved in that? V-
1: very hard work.
0: <laughs> There's I, that
1: Ivy League diploma. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know where you'd start with. I mean, I, so we're assuming they have no locks
0: in them to begin with, or they had to take then, off the locks or render them, use like just break all of them or something. Well, here's the bigger issue. and wiring all of them to be controlled by
1: a remote control evidently it is doable because it happened on the set and there's no way that was like cgi <laughs> so somebody some key grip somebody in the crew for for saving the bell was able to find a way to get that's true doors actually
0: open.
1: so it did happen i mean i don't but has screech been established as he, he's a smart nerd or not he's he
0: is definitely a smart nerd okay definitely so he could be he could whether just, or not he could single-handedly do that
1: you're saying you don't know if he could her. hack into the locker mainframe or yeah. not? <laughs> he yes. might not have those,
0: those kind of skills? So yeah, so I hope that we've painted that picture. So that, that is the next scene. It opens with them in the hallway. Zach being like, guess what, everybody? The sale is now starting. The sale of This is all of, Lisa's, of clothes. Lisa's clothes.
1: Not just the ones. The logical thing would be just because she tried to go back to the store. And we didn't mention that, but they said, you yeah. got to go back to the store. Then Lisa, uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Kelly said, you can keep one thing you bought. Everything else... You, you should take,
0: take back. back, and so she did go back to the store, and they wouldn't. I don't know why they wouldn't accept them. Maybe because she was.
1: i had already worn them. They could tell that she'd worn one in, inside of a inside, burger yeah. cart or something. <laughs> like it smelled like the yes. Max that mustard lime green.
0: Yeah, so they so they wouldn't take them back. So yeah, so plan one was the kiss tickets. Plan two is this, and
1: against so- again again, she doesn't know. Lisa doesn't know this that that Zach has taken all of her clothes and put them up for sale.
0: No, she does know this. She does know this, remember? Okay, okay. Because how can she not? First of all, because her locker is now part of the setup. Everyone
1: knows now, right?
0: Yeah, but, but I... and also because he sells a bunch of stuff for way under price. That he, the first thing he sells is her lingerie. Remember, he's like, how lingerie. much for her lingerie? And again, she's a fourteen-year-old girl, and it's like this silk teddy. And, she, you know, Screech goes, oh, my God, my life savings. And then we later goes, is $2. So he sells it for $2. And then Lisa gets upset. Like, I paid 20 for that yeah. lingerie. <laughs> yeah. And
1: then also there's this show I know is, like, built on... <laughs> it's it's a house of cards. The foundation is puns. I know that this is the show <laughs> that puns built. <laughs> and you can't look too closely at some of them. But, like, sometimes there's a pun that doesn't even have a second... Like, he there's, there are some twins... And they want her boots. One of them buys one of them for like $4. The other buys the other for $6. So now the twins have this pair of boots. And then Zach turns to him and says, now that's what I call a matching pair. <laughs> no, I get it. If like, if, I think if, if it had been a fruit stand <laughs> and they just bought like some, just to give it a second meaning, if there'd been like a pair involved. Oh, sure. But like, there's no, there's no the entendre. To, there's those. No, it's like, yes, that's a matching pair. Of of people people and boots. (laughs) There's no pun. Now, that's what I call a matching pair because those are matching pairs. That's what I'm saying. Maybe he was
0: just going for accuracy with that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I want to get... There are more details about the clothing sale because not only with the wiring of the lockers, but just their only goal, their only thing in this is that Zach tells Slater and Screech to distract Belding. He's like, "Make sure you guys keep Mr. Belding busy while I'm selling Lisa's clothes." Right. And they're like, "Yeah. Fine." But again, no other teachers or adults ever walk by. Ever like nothing. He's the only adult in the whole school and they're all during the day just chilling in the hallway with all the lockers open. So the the whole the
1: sh- the, the the school only Even only the school only employees, the principal <laughs> And then a rotating cast of, of stunt-casted teachers who are probably comedians or, like, right. or micro-machines. But I'm men. saying
0: even that lady from the...
1: The sex-obsessed animal she lady. She doesn't even walk in no. the hall
0: going, hey, what are you guys doing? Also, um, I in high school, I feel like there is still a stigma nobody's going to want to buy another student's clothes. I don't care who yeah, they are. No, you're right.
1: That's not None a, of the <laughs> girls are
0: going to be like, I can't wait to buy my fellow student's clothes. Nobody's going to buy her clothes. And they're all clamoring for them like it's a boutique that just opened. But and, again, Lisa has already been established as the
1: rich kid. Maybe? Yeah, she is so the is most that...
0: fashionable girl in school kind of thing. But I still feel like in high school, you aren't... Yeah, you're not going to buy somebody else's clothes because you're not going to think it's cool. So there's that too. And then there's also just like... I don't think, I uh, genuinely, maybe this is really stupid of me, but their obsession, like they, I don't feel like they could get in trouble. Of course they'd get in trouble for wiring all the lockers like that. Sure, you would get detention bare mins for that. That's a crazy thing. But just selling your clothes at school, I don't think is like wrong. I don't think a teacher would be pissed at you for that. I think setting up
1: any kind of business of your own that you're going to run inside the school without its permission is probably going to get you into some, at least some trouble with the SEC, if not the actual administration of the high school.
0: (laughs) No, but I'm saying, look, if it's a loosey-goosey thing where it's just like, you know, it's not a – if it's just Lisa bringing her clothes to school being like, hey, here's a cool – here's some of my lingerie. We'll give me five bucks for it. I don't think any principal would be like, you're expelled. I don't think that would be, like, that big of a deal. I, I think you have a skewed...
1: <laughs> I don't know if we should get in any of your personal stuff, but I think some of the business models of things that you employed as, as a high schooler, <laughs> if those things are okay, then yes, this is I'm okay. just
0: saying I don't think that that... Of all this stuff, and again, I'm working on a like a deep knowledge of this show, so maybe I'm just thinking of the shit that Zach is going to do okay, in okay. future so episodes. That this is so they tame, be
1: saving their rage for the future. Yeah, it's
0: like I don't. I just feel like if Belding caught them, he'd go, "Hey, put those clothes away," and then that would be the end of it. It wouldn't be this huge deal that they act like it would be. And also, we need to get into the politics of. In order to distract Belding, Slater acts like he's going to dress as a woman, and Belding loses his mind.
1: Oh, that's so... so yeah, Belding walks in as... Uh, well, it's all women's clothes, so then Slater just jumps up and says, yeah, this is mine. These are my women's clothes, and so then Belding brings Slater into his office to have a heart-to-heart about his... But he's,
0: like, so angry about it. Because when he walks in and he's like, who's our... And Slater's like, I think I'm going to wear this dress tomorrow to school, and, and Belding's like, in my office now, like, faggot! <laughs> like, it was super mean! Like way too like, you know, homophobic sounding. I thought. Yeah, th-
1: I, this is eighty nine though. Like, did you did you have any friends in school in, in in middle school or high school who were openly gay?
0: I didn't. I don't think. I my friend Nathan in my neighborhood was absolutely gay, like gay as hell. Right. But yeah, I don't think he said it. It was, it was, you're right. I mean, yeah, it was, I knew gay people, but like nobody was like, I am gay. Yeah. But even still, it was, that was just a crazy thing to me that struck me later. Just the anger. It
1: it wasn't at all like concern or. uh, Yeah, it was just anger
0: and yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also that,
1: oh wait, was this after they already came out of the meeting that uh, they convinced Belding that these clothes or for the clothes drive?
0: No, that okay. That's no, after. okay. I'm jumping. That's the gun. Okay. after. So then they have a heart. That's to when heart. they get caught, basically, when Belding comes out unexpectedly, and and Zach's from like the crap meeting, from the meeting yeah. with Slater.
1: So he's meeting with Slater, having the heart-to-heart about Slater's cross-dressing, and Mister Bel- <laughs> Mister Belding is also confessing that he had some times when he wasn't too manly either. And as like a joke about how I know you think just because I'm a honk or a stud or whatever. He said
0: honk. He called himself hunk, a honk. Right, the school principal. Yeah. Such
1: a great word of its time. Oh, my God. Like the that.
0: best. The best word. So he's like, I know it's hard to believe, Slater, but I always it wasn't always the honk you see before you. And then, yeah, he tells him about his questioning of his masculinity at times, apparently.
1: He didn't date until he was in the army. And even then, uh, she was she was the enemy. Yeah, she was
0: with the enemy. So then, okay. So he co- he the, he gets called and has to come out of this meeting unexpectedly. Comes out, catches Zach selling Lisa's clothes, but assumes that it's. For the drive, assumes that Lisa brought all of them for the clothing drive.
1: Rightfully so, because obviously Zach not only wants to help with the clothes drive, but also took the time to uh, <laughs> put them on tape display. Every single locker. item of clothing on the inside of every locker that doesn't cause him any concern. He's just instantly like, "Oh, that's nice of you, Zach. These are all for the clothing drive. They're all going to be donated for free."
0: So yeah, so that's that's the wah-wah of that because then Zach's like, "Oh shit! Now I just gave away all of Lisa's clothes for free." And so now, at this point, Lisa is not only negative $400, in, she's in debt $400, and has zero clothes to wear. Even the
1: original clothes she had before the shopping right. spree. Everything. Gone. Yep. And- so then- so what then she. she to do? What does she have to do? She's got to go. She's got to go to work. She's got to get a job. And where, where are you going to get a job? Well, the only the operating only business, business in the city that contains Bayside High School is it a city called Bayside.
0: No, it's in the. I think they're supposed to be in the Palisades.
1: Okay, the only because uh, they mentioned
0: that a few times in later episodes, like the Pacific Palisades. Yeah, like, that's you, what I'm saying. Bayside's supposed to be like the richest high school ever.
1: Why are these kids sweating these credit card balances? Like, I
0: don't know, but like in later episodes, they have things where, yeah, they talk about being in the Palisades and, wow. which I assume in like Malibu and stuff. So I assume that yeah, everybody's rich.
1: So this was like the girls of its time. Like we're not supposed to relate to these entitled pricks. Like they they have <laughs> Well, obviously it isn't the girls <laughs> of its
0: time because we're talking about the black character <laughs> right. that exists on the show. So.
1: The, the whitest black character that's just cribbing everything that the Cosby show already put in place for what mainstream America can right, handle right, right. for its black characters. Oh, it's, yeah. So anyhow, so she gets a job as a waitress at the Max. Which is
0: so beneath her, by the way. She can't say enough how beneath her it is. Yeah. like She's all like, I can't believe I have to do this. I have to slum it. With you blue-collar type, And she's
1: awful at it. She's dropping every tray, but luckily uh, the guy who runs the place is a magician, so he's glued the plates and the food to the tray so they can't fall off.
0: Yeah, that's... But still sells them as food. Yeah, that's the part I love, too, is when Max, the guy from the Max, the the diner owner slash magician, yeah, she drops a tray, and he goes, oh, it's okay, it's only the third one today. And she's like, "Uh uh-huh, and then he picks it up, and he's like, and everything is still stuck to it. And he goes, don't worry, I Velcroed. I told them to Velcro your orders to the tray. Oh, it was just Velcro. He said velcro, but then nothing, even the food was Velcroed. Velcroed. Let's take it piece by piece because that's the thing. Yes, it was a plate full of f- a plate with burgers and fries sideways. Nothing falls off of it, so I'm led to believe that that means each individual fry has an b- individual piece of Velcro on it. And the, also, patty the, patty the patty is Velcro to, to the bun. The other bun is Velcro to the patty. Exactly, that's exactly where I was going with it. So that sounds delicious, <laughs> and the Max is going to be shut down for health code violations at any moment. Maybe it's like a
1: biodegradable new kind of Velcro. I mean, if the they can the invent the technology Velcro? to open all the lockers, maybe they also That's have right. advanced food. So, adhesive. yeah, so she's a
0: terrible waitress and drops everything all the time and is super rude to people.
1: It's like someone calls her over to complain that that she didn't toast his buns. And-
0: yeah, he goes, he goes, yeah, and this is the best. And he, okay, yes, she b- delivers one of these Velcro cheeseburgers to a guy, and then he goes, I I, I said to toast my buns. <laughs> I can't even. Because it's phrased in a way that no one would ever say it. If you order something at a restaurant and you do want the buns I was like, toasted. I think I,
1: I, I think I asked it for a toasted bun. Yes, you would say that. Or you would, yes. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I asked specifically to have my buns toasted.
0: <laughs> goes, Waitress, could you he please? He said it so ugly and who did? He said, I asked you to toast my bun. <laughs>
1: And then there's a table full of nerds. What did she say? If you want, if you want toasted buns, you can go sit on a microwave. Yes. You know that appliance that gets really hot
0: on the outside
1: of it when it's operating.
0: Even still, just how personal the dude made right. it. Yes, I but- told you to toast my buns. <laughs>
1: Uh, not to be outdone, the table of nerds uh, is clamoring for their Ovaltine.
0: That is true. The <laughs> guy did say, because- "Where is my Ovaltine?" <laughs> which I love to see that on menus at diners.
1: Yeah, this is. Uh, so the writers for this came of age in like the days of like Lassie and stuff. Yeah. Like they <laughs> were. Would...
0: Yeah, totally. And then of course, I mean, Lisa is honestly in this episode one step away from yelling "fuck you" to like the customers. <laughs> I swear to God, she's so rude to them that it's... Yeah, I mean, there's no... I don't care how sympathetic Max the Magician is. Yeah,
1: there's no excuse for this behavior. Yeah. And her friends are trying to help. Like a Screech ordered 10 burgers just to give her the business. She's only made $3.10. And they ask, who gave you the 10 cents? They all did. Everybody
0: gave you 10 cents. So their idea, Slater's idea, I believe, is the quicker... He's like, you got to get the turnaround. It's like the quicker you serve people and you get them out of there, the more tips you get. Right. And so that's their plan. Is though so they go as soon as somebody's plate is set in front of them, they're like, "Thank you," and take it and throw in the trash, and then Slater give them comes. a bill. Yeah, yeah. And expect them to to pay it. I also love that they operate like look tips aren't you cannot give people tips. People often do not give tips. They give $0 for a tip. It's not a or, requirement. Or $0.10
1: cents sometimes.
0: Well, right, but I'm saying they're acting as if, like, they ha- hey, they have to You're tip you. are going to make this
1: money if you turn over the tables fast enough. Yeah. And then we get to, this is the third, Um, it's a pretty advanced. It's, I mean, oh, it's
0: pretty big Hill, this part, too, right? Because right. yeah, I mean, it is, like, is... sped
1: up you know, you could learn a lot. This is like a crash course and like, this is like film school. Like this episode, you get, you get, you get the uh, best possible way to employ a dream sequence. You get the, uh, jump cuts and they're going to, and then you get the sped up Benny Hill set to like a player piano. Yeah. It's like, it was like a
0: cut rate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, While well, everyone runs around the max trying to clean up everyone's everyone's, so they do. So quicker. it's a
0: series of that. That's where they're literally setting a plate of food in somebody in front of somebody's face, and two seconds later, taking it away and throwing it in the garbage, and then giving them a bill. And so after they do that, the gang's all sitting down, like all exhausted, counting her tips, and she makes like thirty something bucks in tips, which means She's that already, How much?
1: How much did did her prostitution net her? I forgot. Ah!
0: <laughs> I think like thirty so, something dollars. So too. we're at like
1: sixty or seventy already
0: yeah and he and Zach did sell some of the clothes before they got caught, but That's my right, point yeah. here is that they were counting tips, which means people did give her tips. People weren't like, "Hey, I did not take a single bite of that food, <laughs> and you physically forced me to throw it in the trash, but yes, or here's Slater a tip. took
1: it off the table and threw it in the yeah, trash. yeah, but
0: they still. but here's a tip for your troubles. they still bucks. gave her tips.
1: it worked, but then somehow, uh Lisa has this completely unearned epiphany. Like nothing actually happened where she had to take oh, stock. and
0: That's right. When they're counting up all of the profits, then she turns to Zach and says, OK, how much did you make from selling my clothes? And that's when he had to go, oh, shit, I Belding thought they were for the clothing drive, so I gave them away.
1: And he says, I can go try to get him back. She said, no, it's good. I want to donate him. So basically, there's no stakes in this show at all because she's rich the whole time. And now she suddenly is also a nice person who's like, yeah, it's for the best that I donate those. And I guess I have to face the music and talk to my dad. Although nothing really happened to like... Yeah, a job she happened.
0: Didn't... She was like, fuck this job. I'll just tell my dad the truth so I don't have to be a waitress anymore because I hate it. <laughs>
1: but she didn't even learn... No, but it seems like she's actually turning like an over a new leaf and she actually has... Like the writers want this to be like she learned a lesson, but she didn't have to learn the lesson. Like she didn't actually like have to work hard to get. So she's like, I'll, I'll just face the music. I'll go home and tell my dad I'm going to deal with this. I have to be an adult and the clothes will go to the clothes drive. It's fine. So then we're back in her bedroom. Her dad comes in. And I
0: guess in her, she's wearing like her final outfit. Like I don't know how she yeah, even what had she what wearing. she was wearing because like Zach gave away every one of her clothes. She well, yeah, had
1: what she was wearing at school that day. when he's I mean, maybe that's drive, what it was. So. Yeah. Um, Her dad comes in and she's already like preemptively. She's yeah. She's like, all right, I know I'm the worst daughter ever is what happened. Oh, I kind of spent a lot of money on your credit card. And he asks how much she says, $400. He's like, yeah, that is a lot, but that's okay. So this whole time, like it didn't yeah. matter. Like they no, had you, Huxtable what? money this Hold whole on. time.
0: He said, that doesn't matter.
1: We're going to Sizzler.
0: Thank you. Well, how did you leave that out? <laughs> We're
1: going to Sizzler. He
0: literally says that. He literally it says, We're going it's to okay. Sizzler. Let's go to the Sizzler. Like And, and then she talks him and then out she's like, of being Sizzler? okay
1: with. Well, she's excited about Sizzler. She wasn't like saying it that way.
0: No, she said it in the way, well, in the way that she's like, I've been stressing this whole time and you just want to go to Sizzler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And this is not like some kind of like proto hipster. They're not like gonna ironically go to Sizzler to shit. Oh no, on Pops
0: it. wants Sizzler. Yeah, this is how he's this, excited about it.
1: This rich family celebrates their daughter's excessive spending. <laughs> so then she's so guilty, guilt ridden about it that she just volunteers. She's like, "No, I can't just take this. I'm gonna." Is it her idea then? She's gonna go back to work. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and work at this restaurant and earn the money, even though she just given up on that. A few minutes earlier, so she has like a bunch of different. Also, you left out the part that that
0: her dad knows she's a dick. I mean, her dad was like, "You got a job?" Like, when she told him that she got a job as a waitress, he was like, "I can't believe it! You're the worst! You'll never work!" You and he's not even proud of
1: her. Like the way this episode was supposed to have worked is that she she works and like learns the value of hard work, is a changed person. Her dad. Uh, was going to be, just the fact that it doesn't even matter. Like if she hadn't, like also there was no plan in place. If she'd gotten all this money, was she going to like call the credit card and like mail them an envelope of cash and say, make sure the statement that you send to my dad this month doesn't reflect this transaction (laughs) because I've prepaid, like how he's going to get the bill. He's going to get the bill.
0: Right. But I think it, I mean, I that you could be right. But I think it was like when he gets the bill, she could at least if he came up and was like, what the shit is this? She could instantly be like, oh, well, here you go. Here's four hundred dollars. It's like it never happened. Dad, don't get mad. And just instantly pay him back is what I assumed.
1: And then but after the sizzler, when she talks herself out of this great deal of not having to pay it all back and somehow is now going to have to work again because she wanted to. Then uh, don't Zach and Jesse or someone come into her room right then?
0: Yeah. And and give her like they all pull together their allowance or something. Only actually got the money. No, not not all All of it. They pulled together, you know, like 40 bucks or something. And they're like, here's an extra 40 bucks. This is all of our allowances. And then the dad's like, well, I'm proud. Weirdly, he's like proud that she has good friends. He's like, I'm proud that you hang out with good people, yeah. even if you're a dick or something.
1: And then Lisa's like, no, I can't take your money. If I don't go work at this restaurant to earn it, my dad's going to ship me off to a foreign country. It's like, no, your dad just said, don't sweat it, let's go to Sizzler. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? He's not going to ship me yeah, like, off. Yeah,
0: like, calm down. Your
1: dad's got more money. Take him
0: than... up on the Sizzler and keep the 400 bucks.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I take issue with what's at stake in this episode. <laughs> and with the fact that it's the second episode. Like, the second This is episode. a very... Uneventful plot.
0: This is kind of a weak this episode. A B, this I'll this even should say. be
1: a B plot, like this credit card thing should be yeah. a B plot. I'll save it show. for me.
0: Super fan of the show. It is kind of a weak episode, but I do want to tell the listeners the reason that I was eager to have you on here, and even as the second guest, is because even though we are basically the same age, you are only two years older than me, but we have vastly different histories with the show because. While we were both in school, when it came on all the time, I loved it and ran home from school in order to see it. And you have told me about how your older brother forced you to watch it while yeah. you hated it.
1: It was just—it was on. Somehow it was on like multiple channels simultaneously every yes. afternoon. I for know two it was hours. great. It was always on. And after school, my, my older brother—I mean, he would just have control of what we're watching. I'd be forced to watch this thing, and I couldn't get. Like I don't think he—he's two years older than I was, so. Like, when this episode aired, I would have been 12 years old. He would have been 14. So,
0: like,
1: I, I don't know. Maybe he was relating to...
0: But, again, you could have been... I watched them later on. Yeah. I did see them originally on Saturday mornings, but when they were... During the time... We were in high school, dude. During the time that they were coming on, like, four times a day.
1: Right, but it just occurred to me that my brother is probably Mark Paul Gosselaar's actual age or this character's age.
0: Right. And this whole so do you think he really related to Zach? But I
1: was just going to say the opposite. I was going to say we were really too old for this, and I was trying to think whether he was watching it ironically. But he was fourteen when these kids were fourteen. But I mean, it's an awful show. It's objectively an awful show. I have show. no
0: comment. It's not a good. I don't appreciate that, and I guess I was resentful, I'm taking it personally
1: because I wanted to watch. Like I, I couldn't watch. uh mystery science theater 3000 when i wanted to because my brother my brother didn't get it cool
0: guy listen to the cool guy listen i
1: like things that are funny and uh
0: whoa i would
1: lose out to my older brother he would have control if it was ever a a fight about stuff like that yeah i'm not gonna get to watch it i'd have to sneak things that i wanted to watch and spend my weekday afternoons watching garbage like saved by the wow wow
0: I mean, Since, occasionally he wouldn't be around. cool guy being like, well, when I was like a fetus, I was watching cool <laughs> shit like Mystery Science Theater. I was already like so far ahead of you guys and whatever.
1: I'm just saying my weekday afternoon would have been better spent with Disney afternoon. Like I was a big fan of uh, DuckTales, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, I was far in superior the- shows. To okay. This.
0: Okay. Calm down. All right. Maybe it was a mistake having <laughs> you on the second episode.
1: But I'm saying this is one of the good ones. Sure. This is what I get it. I get sure.
0: it. Well, again, I'm, I'm I'm happy that you were on it. I do like it. I think it was fun to have Howard on the first episode, who had never really watched it. I think it's funny now on the second to get somebody who maybe perhaps wasn't that into it. <laughs> but I and still now, saw, and I then still the third, probably saw all of them. I've got my friend Paul J lined up for the third, uh, somebody who also watched it, though. So maybe we'll have a little more of a friendly conversation about friendly.
1: it. <laughs> And I, don't get me wrong, I did watch probably every episode, but it was but against my seething. will. But you were seething.
0: You were seething. You were watching through gritted teeth. It's different. I did have I a was huge, eager.
1: I was excited. I did have a huge crush on Kelly Kapowski.
0: Well, of course. You're a red-blooded American and man. almost even more
1: so Stacey Carosi. So when you get to the, okay, sum- well, get to the summer... Okay, well, maybe when we get to the summer yeah, ones. I'll come back. I'll, maybe. We'll see how that goes. Leah Remini, pre-Scientology. That's right.
0: Okay, well, I appreciate you being here. What do you want to plug? Thank you for having me. Bridgetown, um, obviously, I'm sure. Bridgetown
1: Comedy Festival is coming up in April. Uh, I also co-host a podcast called Probably Science. You can find it on iTunes. With, I do that with Matt Kirshen and sometimes Brooks Whelan. And um, I'm on Twitter at Andy T. Wood.
0: That's right. Anything else? You do any stand-up stuff?
1: Yeah, but you can probably find that from... I'll, I'll tweet about shows when i do it i don't have a fancy website of my own
0: fancy it's 2013 (laughs) everybody has a website okay yeah that was andy he's awesome thank you for being here on the second ever episode thank you for having me and um yeah next episode we got paul j lined up um i've got there are like 86 episodes of this so I, i i'm gonna have anybody and everybody who i can get on this um and I just appreciate you guys f- listening and being excited about it and being into listening to me <laughs> talk about this show that I literally, I do this in my living room by myself anyway. So it's like, why not have an extra person here and actually record it, have someone to talk to instead of just the television, which is what I'm usually doing. Um, yeah, so that was it. This is uh, Go Bayside, subscribe on iTunes, um, check it out on Tumblr, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Go Beep, the beep, 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 beep. Go,